Well, hey there, and welcome to the bonus cast right here. We are Phil and Meredith. And we believe that the life of a Jesus follower is a resilient life. And so because of that, every month we're having conversations around topics that build resilience. And so Meredith, what are we talking about today? We are talking about habits today. I'm so excited about it. We are kind of kicking off of a series we just wrapped up in our weekend services called Jesus Habits, looking at the life of Jesus. And then we're taking it really practical into your week. How do you actually build a habit in your life. Yeah, and I think this is going to be such a helpful conversation because for really all of human history, we've been studying habits. We've all had habits. In some ways, having habits is simply human. To have habits is human. Yeah. And uh, there's an old quote that I think about often. It's a quote that's attributed to Aristotle. And he said, excellence is an art won by training and habituation. We do not act rightly because we have virtue or excellence, but we rather have those because we have acted rightly. And this is the part that most people would have heard of before Mm. in his quote. He says, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence, then, is not an act, but a habit. And I think that's such a a perfect way of understanding what habits are. It's what we repeatedly do. It's the autonomous things that we don't have to think about that we just naturally do. Whether you're thinking about them, whether you don't do them, it's the repeated things that you do throughout your day. Yeah, yeah, so excellent. I mean, that, that idea, I think the official definition of a habit is that a habit becomes a habit in your life. Not even when you do it repeatedly, but when you do it, like you said, automatically. When it becomes outside of even, the thought process of going, am I going to, but you just go, no, this is what I do. This is who I am. I think similar to your Aristotle quote, which was really just brilliant and genius. Thank you so much. The, um, you know, there's a kind of a current, uh, guy named James Clear, who just does all kinds of study and research on our habits. And part of what he talks about is that we set these grand goals for ourselves, And often we spend so much time going after the grand goal? How do I increase my sales for this month? Or how do I, you know, uh, get more fit? How do I, whatever your big goal is, but actually if we just focus on those tiny daily habits and the trouble is sometimes we don't feel the impact of them so much. Making three calls today probably doesn't feel like a big impact, but it is the small daily habit that is going to change what your, you know, quarterly outcome is four months from now. Yeah. And we're just coming out of the Olympics of 2020, Mm. which was in 2021, of course. And, you know, it's, it's tempting to, when you look at those athletes that are in the peak of human performance and fitness, you look at the performance of how quickly they can run the 100 meters or how fast they swim or how far they can throw. And you look at those moments and you think that performance was excellent. Yeah. But really, the excellence is the way that they have continually committed to the training and equipping themselves and the performance over time of getting better and better and better. It's not the one-off act that has made them excellence. excellent. It's about the continual habits that, that they have committed themselves yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So something like 50% of what we do in a day is attributed to automatic habits that we're not even thinking about. 50% wow. of our waking hours we're going through our day doing things that we're not overly conscious of that are just our automatic responses 
inside of what we do because of what we have repeatedly done for so many years, whether that's gestures or whether it's, uh, you know, habits that we've intentionally built. Like I want to intentionally drink more water in my day, or it's just the hand gestures that we do or the facial expressions or the routes that we take through our office. Or even like biting your fingernails and things like that. You probably aren't even, someone else is probably aware that you do it, but you're probably not even aware of some of those other habits that you have. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so you really, some of that comes from the fact that the body is always, your mind is always trying to conserve energy. And so as many things as the mind is able to do without conscious thought, it's going to want to do. And so really that's what a habit is, is when you're doing things without the conscious thought of having to decide to do that thing because you have rehearsed it so many times and it's something that you, uh, that you've repeatedly done over time. And so uh, because of that, your mind just naturally wants to conserve that energy. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I was thinking about as we were preparing for this, you were telling me that you remembered something that I, d- I didn't remember, but we work at the same place. And when several we do years now, ago, yeah. we do now. And several years ago, when we started working at the same place together, we started driving into the office. And it was a great little like micro picture for us of what happens when um, when you get to observe someone else's unconscious habits uh, that you, that you haven't got to see before. Yeah, and I had a, a whole routine that I wasn't even aware of that it was a routine, and then really that habits that I had formed as I had driven to other places of work in the morning. I would do small things uh, like I would take off my wedding ring and I would put on some some hand moisturizer because it was winter and you know we get dry skin all of those types of things I had this whole thing of how I corrected or how I um, adjusted the rearview mirror and things like that in the car that I just did naturally and I didn't think about and it really took the very first time that we were both in the car together driving to the same place to go to work where you commented on them and just said it's so funny watching me do my little routine and I hadn't even been thinking about them but I now realize those are habits that I had built yeah 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 I wonder as you're listening right now if you're uh, driving in your car thinking oh what are all of the habits that I just walked through or all of the things that you do I think a really interesting myth about habits though is that you have probably heard it takes how many days to change a habit? It's 21 days, right? Mm, that is the common myth, but actually, I won't give you the whole backstory. It's a very interesting history of where that myth came from, but actually, more recent research has shown that it takes uh, actually a little over two months to change a habit, to move it all the way into that automatic space in your brain, close to 65 days. 65, not 21 days. Not 21, just over two months to change a habit. Well, that's that's good news if we're talking about bad habits mm. or bad activities that it takes to form bad habits, but it, it maybe takes a little bit longer to build the good habits that we want in life as well. Yeah, yeah. So, so um, let's talk about what the world says about habits. Let's talk about um, society in general, then maybe we'll talk about it from a Christian perspective as well. Yeah, I well, I think the biggest thing, you know, I, in general, I think there's a, a pretty like positive thought around the idea of habits, building good habits in your life, breaking bad habits in your life that, you know, successful people have positive habits. But one of the conversations that I hear is this concept of like, well, this is just how I am. And of course, we attribute that to negative things. You know, I just am this way. And it, it has a real victim conversation to it. Um, and I think it also separates us from people that we admire for their strength or for their success when we say, 
um, you know, that, that people in, in, in successful places somehow are, are just built that way, that it doesn't have to do with the habits that they've built in their life, but just for some reason they are successful, that we attribute more of it to nature than we do to what we're actually able to bring to it. And I don't think that that's actually, you know, an, an accurate picture. I think that, that the gospel is very empowering and says that we can change things in our life that we can, um, you know, look at, hey, what is working in my life? What's not working in my life? And how do I start building the life that I think God has called me to? And I think habits are one of the things that take us into that. Yeah, and so whether we're talking about external things, which is commonly what would be seen as habits or internal things, we want to dive a little bit yeah. deeper into that conversation. Like we said, we've just wrapped up a series called Jesus Habits, which is when we're looking at the life of Jesus. He did several things repeatedly, and if Jesus did it during his time on yeah. earth, then we should probably do that as well. If we're going to have habits, which you can't avoid having habits, like I said earlier, right. to have, have habits them. is to be human, right? You're going to have them. We might as well build our habits on Jesus then as the perfect example of what humanity could look like. And so let's build our habits on him. And if you haven't yet, I want to encourage you to go and watch and be a part of the, the series or, or grab it on podcast so that you can uh, learn more about those Jesus habits. But we're going to talk a little bit more about it from a Christian perspective because really the Jesus habits series came from the scripture that we read in 1 Corinthians 11 and 1. And it's Paul writing to the church in Corinth and he said, follow my example as I follow Christ. Yeah, It can be something that we're encouraging people to look at the life of Jesus. But if people don't know Jesus, and if I'm right in front of them right now and I tell them, hey, you should try and do what Jesus did, if they don't know what that means, I can encourage them to act like me and to be like me as I am continually in the pursuit of Jesus Christ as well. So it puts two onuses there. We want people to follow us as we are following Jesus in that. Yeah, absolutely. And and so then we say, what does that life look like? And, And like you said, I think we focus so many of our habits that we often want to build on external concrete things. And and those help us make a, a stronger, healthier life. But there are a lot of spiritual things, a lot of emotional and mental things that we are building habits for as well. And what do those habits look like in our life? You know, I, I love the scripture in Philippians 4, 8 that says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's anything in excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. And that becomes a habit. Do you have a habit of focusing on things that are honorable, that are just, that are pure? Or do you have a habit of letting your mind take you into negative places? Do you have a habit of responding in unhealthy ways in your emotions? You know, when you encounter a difficult situation, is it your habit, your automatic unconscious response to say, God, I need you in this moment. God, I'm going to cry out to you in prayer. Or is it your automatic habit to gossip about the situation or to begin to complain or to lean into doubt? What kind of habits are we building in our life? Yeah. And so, you know, we can learn about which habits are healthy and good for us in looking at many different books of the Bible and and understanding the life of Jesus and, and those types of things. It's a, di- it's a different thing to know what is a healthy habit and yeah. then to actually have that healthy Absolutely. habit yourself. And so let's talk about what we can be doing to be building healthy habits. Yeah. 
Absolutely. I, I think that the idea of planning healthy habits is really great. Uh, it's the right, the sticking to the executing of it that beca- can become so challenging. When I was uh, referring back on some of James Clear's work, he has this quote, which Phil, you will love this. It says, when preparation turns into procrastination, then you know that you've hit a problem spot and it's time to take action. Ooh, I like that. I know. That's got your name written all over it because I am the one who probably leans into let's over prepare for something. Um, And what I love about some of his stuff is that he narrows it into very action oriented, right? The very first thing he talks about is, is write a plan, but it's not a lengthy drawn out dialogue. It's a short one sentence Get clear, get specific, but the power of writing down what your new goal is and and what it is going to look like and when you're going to do it specifically will significantly increase your likelihood of being able to follow through on that goal. Yeah, in that sense, it's it's kind of like a, a smart goal. You know, we talk about them from time to time with our team. Yeah, S M A R T. That that when we commit to doing things, it should be specific. It should be measurable. It should be achievable. It should be realistic, and there should be some time sensitivity to it as well. Yeah. So me just writing down get healthy, that right. doesn't necessarily mean anything. Exactly. I need to be specific enough to say that my goal is to go to the gym three times per week so that the outcome is that I am living a healthier life now as a result. But it needs to be measurable and achievable and all of those types of things. But Mm -hmm. write it down so that you can keep yourself accountable because if it's written down, it exists. If it's not written down, it doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. Yep. Okay, so um, can you talk a little bit about how important an environment is? We talk about that in our home. We talk about that with our kids. We talk about that in our worship experiences. But why are environments important in general and specifically for creating healthy habits? Yeah, I don't think we give our environment enough credit for basically the the triggers, not necessarily meaning like a trauma trigger, but the, you know, the indicators that your environment gives you about what you're getting ready to do, right? About the habit that you're getting ready to move into. And so one of the things that's really helpful when you are starting a new habit or when you're breaking a habit is thinking about how do I make this environment help me remember what I'm getting ready to do. So for example, if you are trying to learn how to play the guitar and your guitar is stored in a closet, you are far less likely to continue to do that because you don't have the trigger that says, oh, I see my guitar and now I'm going to play it. So thinking about the way that your environment is helping you achieve your goal, set out your vitamins if you want to take your vitamins every day. So when you see them, you start to do that. Yeah. In some ways, what you're describing there is friction that you either want to increase friction or decrease friction in your life in those different type of areas. So if you want to build a healthy habit, which would include something like taking vitamins that are going to help you, you want to leave them out on the counter rather than having them hidden away in a closet where you forget about them all the time. Remove the friction in that. Or if you want to start working out more regularly, then get your workout clothes out in the evening so that the next morning when it's time for you to go to the gym, you're not trying to find your, you know, your gym shoes in the dark and then giving up on the whole experience because you can't find what you need. Yeah. So removing friction in those habits that you're trying to build that are healthy and then also increasing friction 
in things that you're wanting to uh, do less of. So can you give an example of like an an area that you would be increasing friction? Yeah. So I was thinking um, about how when, like if you're away, if you're traveling, I'm a lot more likely to just sit in the evenings and watch hours of TV by myself or watch a few episodes by myself. Because you miss me so much. Because I miss you so much. It's emotionally draining, right? (laughs) So I remember a couple years ago, you were getting ready to be gone. I think you were leading the team on a missions trip. And so I realized, oh, I'm getting ready to be gone. This is an unhealthy habit that I do when Phil isn't here or something that I don't feel like is, you know, pushing me towards my goal. So I wanted to increase friction. So what I did is I took our Apple TV and I unplugged it and I put it, you know, kind of in the same area, but I think inside a little like decorative box that we had that way, if I wanted to watch something, I needed to get it out, plug it in, wait for it to load back up. So it's still possible. I still watched a couple things while you were gone, but it slowed down that decision. It created some extra friction in the moment where I had to go, is this really what I want to do right now? Or are there other things that I want to do first before I step into this? Yeah, it makes you really want it if you're going to do it. Yeah, exactly. Increasing the friction in that. So it's not as easy for you to do that thing that you're trying to cut out or do less in your life. Yep. So talk about what pairing it means a little bit. Mm, Yeah, yeah. So pairing it is this idea um, that you want to attach a habit in two ways, either to something that you already do regularly. So if you want to build a new habit, attach it to something that you do every day anyway, because that's going to increase your likelihood of doing it or attach it to something that you really enjoy doing. So one of the things that uh, that I was thinking about, for example, is we want to have just in general a more active lifestyle, um, not be very sedentary people, which doesn't necessarily mean always doing really aggressive workouts, but it means finding ways to include movement in our life. So we really enjoy talking to each other. And often in the evenings when we get home, we'll spend time talking together, but we've created a habit of going out and walking while we're talking rather than just sitting. So we paired those two habits together and now they're really something that we don't think about very often because we have a regular routine of doing that in our life. We connected those two things together. So in in that way, a positive habit is paired with something but in the same way, you could have a negative habit that's paired with yeah, something yeah. as well, right? Yeah, yeah. So recently, we were talking about how um, a, a few weeks ago, you and I just started saying, you know what, we want to be spending our evenings doing more reading, doing more actually talking to each other and connecting or, you know, organizing, things like that. Not spending our evenings sitting down and watching an episode of something every single evening. Well, one of the things I noticed after we had done that for a week or two was that we also had another habit of eating a bowl of ice cream every time we were watching an episode in the evening. Sometimes (laughs) too. 